what we do here is go back, 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 back. Hello and welcome to Turbo Geeks, a short format pod where dope people talk passionately about dope topics. On today's episode, first reactions to The Long Night, Game of Thrones Season 8 Episode 3, uh, with my best friend and fellow Turbo Geek, Dan Stalker. Yes, that's his last name. Dan and I have been friends since high school, and our passions uh, for film and filmmaking and all things geek have uh, kept us close for a really long time. Uh, you'll hear more of him in the future. He came over uh, to watch the episode with us, so we recorded this immediately after watching the episode and the inside the episode that usually plays uh, on HBO Now. Well, we just uh, saw it. We saw the behind-the-scenes stuff at the very end. First takes. Um, it's it stayed true to what the last two seasons were. Um, like it became its own show rather than being a show based on uh, the a huge uh, mythology. The yeah. Like um, it's, of subverting it, expectations, yeah. Like, and it ended up, um, in a way, it still subverted expectations because I was going to say I, my expectations were playing, subverting my expectations. So I didn't expect the expected. we ex- we expected a red wedding sort of event. I wouldn't say red wedding. I just well, it, like we we expected something that was would be heartbreaking. Like it, it's I, speak for yourself. Yeah, like there there was something that um, like I guess I actually didn't really the only like as far as who I genuinely thought was going to die. The only one that didn't was Grey Worm. We had uh, Theon. And Jorah. Um, Liana. Liana and Ed. Dolores Ed. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, it seemed uh, uh, like I enjoyed it. Like, I think it was good. I think it stayed true to what the last two seasons were. I don't think it stayed true to what the entire series is. Yeah. I thought it was a meh episode i did i didn't even find it that enjoyable as far as mm-hmm. battles are concerned yeah it was really messy i obviously jumped on twitter through part of the mm-hmm. part of the credits and my first retweet was john and danny were flying through who the hell knows what for half the episode right and so when i was calling out like it looked like there was a it, it looked like uh earlier it said there was something more than just a Miguel Sposhnik uh, directing. There's another name mm-hmm. that popped up. Um, this was really dirty, and and maybe this was the whole like trying to outdo yourself too many times mm-hmm. um, because there was a lot, and uh, visually there was a lot. And like I was saying, that tweet that I retweeted was like, "This is what happens to your blacks when it, it compressed streaming." Oh. I you couldn't see shit. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on half the time, which also reminds me of. If I were to describe this episode as a whole, it would be hollow. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, we moved forward, and like I said before, of course they were gonna. Why have this huge battle right here if you're not gonna resolve this part of the story? Yeah. Although an argument obviously could be made. What is the bigger story of a song of ice and fire? Is it humans versus this uh, supernatural? bad guy Mm -hmm. or is it the dumb politics that we play in day in and day out man versus man yeah and they answer that question with it's man versus man yeah completely like because now it's just daenerys versus cersei yeah like it is john and daenerys yeah but it like it is now uh short of the golden company changing sides John and Daenerys don't have a whole lot going for them. Right. Right. Uh, just a bunch of battle-weary yeah. northerners. Maybe, like, you know, uh, again, we just watched the end of the, or the making of with the series, and Benioff and Weiss just said, we just saw the end of the Dothraki. Yeah. I was like, well, that's shitty, because they yeah. were, went out like punks and two minutes yeah it was like custard's last stand right the the entire thing when i say hollow that was one that was for one of the first ones is yeah um and this this makes me really dislike those writers now too because of how they presented it there we wanted to give everybody a moment of hope when melisandre lights everybody's swords well that was a visual trick if anything you light it up less literally less than two minutes later you show they all go out. I like that as a filmmaking thing. Yeah, visually, it was visually cool. it's awesome. You yeah. get it. You understand what's going on. But story wise, you did you did the Dothraki dirty, like yeah. super dirty. Yeah, like it totally just it like they they have been built up as like a force to be reckoned with. Like it, somebody everybody feared that it was like at least they are in Essos and we're in S- uh, Westeros mm-hmm. and it's like, so not a concern, but the moment they got over there, like it was like uh, an issue. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, Oh, like they were wiped out. It's really, it's exactly what every single indigenous population has been. Um, right. But <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah. Like I just think it was, um, not only was it like it just seemed really simple like they approached this battle like they would every single other battle and it's um who 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 didn't there think? are so so many other battles on the show that were way more worth it because the action not just told a story but moved the story forward i feel like we saw a lot of flash and that was it. Well, and we've had three seasons. Uh, it, like, we, we've we had a few seasons of them building up that this is a fight unlike any other fight that we've ever had. But then they approached it like they did every other fight. Well, they, I, I would say, you know, there there's a visually seeing the overwhelming power of the undead like, is, is one thing. But, yeah, it's really my whole thing is like they get to raise the dead. Like that, that was my whole thing. Like uh-huh. it, that, it's really 
any of your people who die get become to become ours. one of them. Correct. Like, and it's like that wasn't equated into anything. Like maybe it maybe hindsight's twenty twenty, and an outside observer can witness everything, but it just seemed like a um, like that might be me nitpicking, but if you know that one of the powers of your opponent is that they can raise the dead, then why send all your people out to die? Like, well, yeah, you, I mean, you, like... It, your, your fodder you're, you're is no caught. longer fodder. Your fodder is a weapon of your enemy. But, yeah. You're, you're like, caught either way. Oh, completely. Um, and, like, that that's the whole... Then the goal is preservation. But then I, you can create a chain gang on the ramparts. <laughs> the the other thing that I <laughs> it had issues with is the battle strategy. I was like, wait, what's mm-hmm. going on? Why, why are you sending out... Like we were just talking about the Dothraki, who are used to open field combat, generally in milder temperatures. Mm-hmm. And my assumption is because of their golden skin and whatnot, they don't have battles at night mm-hmm. where the, the visibility is low. Uh, they raid, right? And they're the ones going on the unexpecting people. When mm-hmm. you have lit swords running into the darkness towards towards beings who can mm-hmm. see you, you're not. You're not charging against anybody yeah. uh, who's scared of you now. They're obviously not going to run. They're not going to move away. So that was a bad mm. plan. Number two, again, my concern was the uh, Unsullied were not going to be uh, like solid soldiers, and they definitely mm-hmm. weren't. Yeah, It was like they showed none of the uh, – if, if they were based on like the Roman um, warriors and the warriors who use the flanks mm-hmm. position and whatnot, phalanx, uh, then they showed none of that. They showed them yeah. just closing up on people, but no, like uh, you put your things together and as a group, you work together to stab thrust and then switch levels or switch yeah. directions. And you were just a, a human wall. And of course they're going to overrun you. Mm-hmm. You saw that. Um, so, like, that was another thing. I was like, "What is? What the fuck is going yeah. on here?" And yeah. then the other um, nit to pick was having no no one armed in the crypts, like yeah. just one one or two dudes. Yeah, it's like hanging out. I'm like, hey, just in case something happens, I'm here. Uh, you could send some J level dudes down there just to like, okay, you're the last line of defense at the door, and nothing. Like, I think this, um, a lot of this ends up being like, so we fell in love with Game of Thrones for seasons like one through five. Like, absolutely fell in love. Six was a good season. Um, like, it's, it, it's been a good series. Um, I think the, like, one of the things is how, um, it's just seemed to, um, like, oh, I had a thing. Um, but there has been a, a little bit of, um, 
kind of a drop off in how they've handled um, some of the larger pivot points in the series. And, um, oh, damn it. I lost the train of mind. Well, I, I, I would say I can already see that this is why, uh, GRR Martin was like, you can't, there's no way this story can be adapted. Yeah. Like it, they, the, this story is too rich. And, uh, while they've done a great job of hitting the beats that were popular within the book reading culture, once they surpassed mm-hmm. that, timeline was and we're like okay we're in our own territory now yeah they couldn't set things up or pay things off the way that they did before because uh martin didn't have he didn't set precedent that way yeah he didn't have actually did you know bran is the night king well i didn't care about something like that this was still hollow in the whole yeah he just wants to get me and then even uh theon dying today that wasn't even sacrifice. That was like no. shit. I'm the last soldier. Yeah, it could have. It could have been like, you know, uh, let's say spoilers for Avengers: Infinity War, <laughs> Infinity War, not Endgame. Uh, Loki, mm-hmm. in his last yeah. ditch effort to uh, save Thor on the ship, was to play nice with. Thanos saying like I will do your bidding and all that stuff just to get close enough to then try to throw a a knife in his neck and get Mm -hmm. stuck and caught and then get killed yeah something like that should have happened here yeah uh or according to binge mode um they were saying that it it would have been like a a golem complex thing Mm -hmm. what what is this one thing that they can do that is required in the story because that could have been anybody that could have been Beric that could have been um, yeah, like whoever it needs to, when it comes to that role in guarding Bran, mm-hmm. right? And I, I guess that's been kind of my thing. Uh, it, what I was trying to get at before is they were given a broad kind of um, outline of where things were supposed to go, and it almost felt like a checkbox. That's all it was. Yeah. And it's like, but the, like, yeah, it just seemed uh, very simple. It's not, like, the dragon. The dragon stuff was not compelling to me. Well, like, I'm going to say I think that um, the filmmaking and the composition and all those things, like, everybody did a good job. Well, yeah, like, I was, I was, it, if it, I was going to give was, some positives, yeah, the, the like, dragons being above the clouds, just standing there in the moonlight, the, flying there in the moonlight was beautiful. But everything else is like, what is going on here? Oh they're, like, oh, they're fighting. Oh, which dragon is this? I honestly just think it's a limitation of the medium and the lack of foresight of the material that this series needed two to three more seasons. Like... Through this medium, I maybe I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, like, I I just when did the books end? In the the where the story is in the books and where the show was, they matched up until what point? Season five? Yeah. Some it, like I don't know. Okay. I've I've read the first two books. That's it. Uh, By no means anything of a person who should be acknowledged. <laughs> I think I think it was six and seven that were mm-hmm. the separate like 
now we're in our own story. So yeah. we're going to wrap up these threads how we see fit. I like season six a lot. Mm-hmm. Obviously, season seven had a, a lot to, uh, a lot left mm-hmm. to be like wanted, but it was also because they started moving towards the end game of mm-hmm. this this story. So they're trying to wrap things up and all that other stuff. How do we how do we prove that there's an army of the undead? Hey, let's send five of our greatest characters down to do the stupid thing and we pick them up and bring them back and yeah like i don't say i don't like i don't hold where it's ended up against anybody because really like all we've ended up and you know what this is going to change my approach to a whole lot of things is really we should just read more like it's the 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 best parts of the TV show was what was based on a book. Like, oh, and, yeah, but I disagree there because that's the Battle of the Bastards and Hard Home. Those, or well, and yeah, actually, and Hard Home were two mm-hmm. things that were were actually never covered in the books. Oh yeah, no, like I think those were great, but I think the thing that made us fall in love with what the series had to offer, like, it's. Either there is, um, like, I think if Game of Thrones was given two to three more seasons, it would have, like, it would have had kept up the interest. There wouldn't have been, like, the drop-off of the Littlefinger Express and those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um I think it had more room to grow and still keep up the um, cost of admission, but we're also asking a lot of the actors. Like, I think we are simultaneously coming to terms with everything that a television show has to offer, like, as far as a medium of episode to episode and the amount of time we get to spend with people. Mm-hmm. But then the like the wear and tear that that puts on an actor that is unreasonable for us to ask of them. Like it's it's not it, it's not cool of us to ask so much of Maisie Williams that she spends 12 years of her life just being Arya Stark. Um, Mm -hmm. even though it's a medium that offers so much more of people, um, is so much more of character. Um, and yeah, it just, uh, like, I think this is where the show starts to show it's, uh, wear and tear. Yeah. No, uh. I definitely agree there. Let's go through what happened in the episode and then Mm -hmm. the final thoughts and whatnot. Uh, The army of the living meets the army of the dead on the field, but, but are quickly overwhelmed by the superior numbers of the dead. And Ed, Ed, Dolores Ed is killed by killed saving Samwell. The living retreat behind the castle walls while Melisandre sets fire to the trench around Winterfell to delay the advance of the dead. 
John and Daenerys engage the Night King with their dragons. The dead manage to breach the firewall and attack the walls of Winterfell itself. The defenders are swiftly overwhelmed and scattered, but not killed for some reason. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is killed, or at least our main players, with Lyanna Mormont and Beric dying in the defense. John is able to knock the Night King to the ground, and Daenerys burns him. But he is immune to the dragon fire and raises the slain Winterfell defenders to fight for him. The dead in the crypts are raised and begin attacking the sheltered civilians. Unfortunately, there are no like familiar faces like uh, Ned or Cat mm-hmm. or, or even uh, Rickon. Yeah, like showing up or John's mother. Yeah, or uh, maybe his father or whatever like that. But there's so much you know talk about the crypts and they put it in the. Mm-hmm. opening animations that it's weird that is is that it was that the end of the story for the crypts yeah you're just a place to hide real quick and then yeah give do, a, they, do they find a harp <laughs> yeah or give a quick moment to sansa and Tyrion to mm-hmm. like hold hands and i was like wait what's going on is she gonna just like uh is she playing the whole uh what was it the siege of you know, blackwater oh yeah when Cersei was about to commit suicide. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. And I was like, is she going to stab him and then stab herself? Anyways. uh, Daenerys is knocked off of her dragon, Drogon. And Drogon is like covered in the dead Mm -hmm. as he tries to fly off and like uh, shake them off of himself. And Jorah is mortally wounded defending her. The Night King arrives at the Godswood for Bran and kills Theon, but Arya ambushes him and kills him with the Valyrian steel dagger, causing the army of the dead to collapse. Melisandre, her purpose served, wanders off into the snow and dies from her old age. We have three episodes left after this. Um, Miguel Sapochnik, the guy I was like riding hard for, think it dropped the ball as far as this is concerned. Um, David Nutter, huge alum, uh, directed directs the next episode. Miguel Shapochnik comes back for episode five. And then the show writers, the show creators, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, write and direct the last episode of Game of Thrones. And that'll be it. So we have three more episodes left. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those things there. Let's say... Melisandre, uh, we were talking about this right at the beginning. She was coming back. Do you think her showing oh, what she served in this story was worth it? Eh. Like, yeah. I think she um, served a purpose, but not... Like, that could have been any Red Priestess. Yeah, like, in all honesty... Like it didn't even have to be a red priestess. Like she was right there, and she just had to produce fire from her hands. Well, if they could have think gone. Of, think her- of uh, the she came in number one to give give the give the Dothraki full, like blades of fire that right. serve no purpose. Right. Oh, well, maybe uh, maybe get them like a little like riled, jazzed before riled they- up to yeah. become soldiers of the undead well, yeah, for them later on. so that's that's <laughs> zero for one yeah uh story beat number two for her was lighting the trenches you know what 
like you would have lit the trenches a whole lot faster if she would have just had a torch. If they got her there. Right, right. If they could get her there, they could get anybody there. With a torch. Right. Instead yeah. of letting everybody kind of free for all. Hey, you take a torch. Uh, you go take a torch. Yeah. And like, so they were all like, surprise attacked by all the dead anyways. So yeah. going out in groups was a smart part. But again, that was the whole, this is what I fucking expected from the first part of the Unsullied. Mm-hmm. Um, they should have been able to get somebody out there. right? So they didn't yeah. need her. So that's zero yeah. for two. Yeah. What would you say her next story beat is? Because I have I have one. Really, I think her whole next thing was making Arya understand okay. what she had to do. Like, right. It, yeah. Right. Like, it, it's do like you think that needed Brand says? Do you it, think that needed to be her? Well, I like in the only person who matters in this whole story right now is Bran. That's it, Bran. Bran is three-eyed raven, like he's a tree, all that kind of stuff. He puts people. But what does that mean? Like, I'm, I'm like angry about this now. Like, Bran doesn't. I don't care what anybody says. Bran doesn't matter. If we have people who can write books, Mm -hmm. that's that's what really matters. I I guess the whole thing is like maybe like for Arya, like she, like. She wanted to kill Melisandre as much as anybody else did. And, like, she ended up going off and killing the Night King. I don't know. I have no idea what, like, role Melisandre was supposed to play in somebody else's narrative. Really, I wanted her to come back. I know, so are you satisfied with how they ran her in the show? No, because I just really wanted, uh, what's his name, Onion Knight. Davos, like I just wanted him to be able to kill her. I think like, really still the most heartbreaking moment in the entire show is what happened to Shireen. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> like, so I think that's that's one of those things there too that maybe she could have been that way. It could because she's taking these L's. Number one, lighting the swords mattered not. That was for show. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, not getting the trench to work on time, and then. Not even having the what do the trenches do? Buy them ten minutes to catch their breath mm-hmm. before they figure it out. They could just put bodies and step over them. And what's the point of a prophecy when you carry it out yourself? When you say, yeah. "Don't worry, I'm going to be dead by the time the night is over," and you kill yourself, like that isn't a prophecy. Right. What, what should have happened was okay. She could be the catalyst or the spark to get uh, Arya because I, mm-hmm. I I was I turned to you and was like. Why is she running away? Yeah, she wasn't running away. She was running towards, and she yeah. was saying to death, aka the mm-hmm. Night King, not today. But um, yeah, she could be the the catalyst and the a motivator to get her to go. And then it should have been like uh, they get in a situation where a bunch of people are like stuck in a smaller corridor, mm-hmm. and then Davos is there, and he turns to her and says, "Like, aren't you the uh, Red Woman?" Mm-hmm. These these whites, uh, you know, can be killed by fire. Why aren't she producing more fire? Mm-hmm. Like, why isn't she like she should have been there on the side or put her in the background of a shot, like mm-hmm. you know, pulling like Doctor Strange shit and just like lighting things up by like pointing at them and whatnot. It's like I think I think what she. But but, but hold on, and then and then while they're fighting and Davos is saying all this stuff that he was the one to like pull off. Uh, the necklace or something mm-hmm. like that. And then he freaks out when she turns really old and 
maybe thinks that she's a, a white and mm-hmm. stabs her or something mm-hmm. like that could have been a way to like, she fulfilled her prophecy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Davos theoretically got his revenge and you know, that's it. Like mm-hmm. that, that ending shot to that episode means nothing to me. What, what do yeah. you show? Yeah. You show a, a, like a bunch of dead bodies and that it's like finally dawn. Great. Yeah. All right. And then this red woman who has no bearing on the story anymore. Um, or, or and, didn't have any really eff- real effect on the story. Yeah. yeah. Why are we going to end with her? We should have ended on Arya like yeah. hugging Bran and then Bran just being like, thank you for saving humanity. And she's like, I love you, brother. And he's like, what brother? Or something like that, right? Yeah. It's like, it. It. yeah, you, you made a good point of it ending on her. Like, she didn't matter enough. Didn't matter to anybody. To have the closing scene. Like the closing frame of the biggest episode of the series to end on her, like. It, so it, uh, it, we, we like, say biggest ep- episode, and maybe I agree. There's well, there's a lot of the goodwill climax. going. Like if we, well, if you if you take the normal story arc of a like of a story, like I think this is where like like this becomes like uncharted territory is that you have a book that's 300 pages long. The climax of that story hits at like 225 to 250 pages. Like it's like there is a place for that climax to hit. Mm. And we just aren't used to a television series having this type of climax. Here's my theory. This is this is what we expect as a 300 book. This is actually a 350 page book, so this is Denamont A, mm-hmm. and we obviously know there, there's going to be more. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have to figure out what's going on with Euron Cersei and the Golden Company um, down in King's Landing, but what's going to happen with the residual North and all that mm-hmm. stuff? It's just it's it's a lot of stuff to cover in yeah. a really short period of time, but we just hit the climax of this story. I'll say that like, I am not like, satisfied whatsoever, and the more I think well, about it, the more this is the narrative climax. This is the climax. Sense. This is the climax in a narrative story arc, uh, like solely for like the. Narrative principles. Uh, If that's the case, I'm disappointed. (laughs) Bummer. I'm with you. All right. Thanks for joining, Dan. Yep. Thank you, Drew. Big thanks to Dan for being part of the pod. We look forward, obviously, to see how the rest of the season pans out, since we only have three episodes of Game of Thrones left, and it'd be interesting to see where the story goes now that the Night King is dead. I didn't hate the episode. I was just really frustrated with a lot of different parts there. Obviously, there are some great moments, uh... But there was definitely a balance with all the other things that happened from the compressed streaming 
and how that affect the blacks to some of the, dir- the directions and transitions between the scenes. Uh, but we can save that for another time. Like and subscribe and follow and all that jazz. And be kind to one another.